lights down Hand over my crown Hand over my heart I do this for my town I do this for my crowd So turn me up real loud My time, my time None of you people can tell me to stop Hello everybody, welcome to uh, this, our last episode of MGR Unplugged for the year 2020, which is going pretty fast, David. Is it going uh, fast or I don't know, it's, 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 um, this year, for me, it depends on what I think about. When I think about what we were doing last year at this point, at uh, the end of the year, uh, by the way, today is Wednesday, December 30th, normally we record on Thursdays, but because tomorrow is New Year's Eve. I kind of wanted to record it today and then have more time to edit and publish this. So just in case uh, for, for time timestamp. But no, I mean, really, for, for some things to me, this year has been pretty fast. For some others, it's been kind of dragging. And it's interesting how time, the perspective of time changes depending on what kind of thoughts you have. You know, like when I think about, obviously, this year's main event has been the pandemic. And uh, when I think about what happened before, uh, like like we were planning last year at this time, we we're planning all the things that we wanted to do personally, resolutions and all that stuff, and business wise for 2020. And now it's December, and we haven't done shit basically because of the pandemic. Well, we've done shit, just different shit. Well, yeah, we've done different shit. Yeah. Um, but but the thing is that for when I think about like last year, January, February, when it was the the only time of the year that was kind of normal, you know, normal stupid news like whatever happened in the first couple of months of the year, which now is totally irrelevant. And then March is when we said, oh, shit, we have a pandemic. at the very beginning of the year, like the first two weeks of the year, when um, we assassinated the Iranian um, oh, yeah, military yeah. guy? Oh, somebody, yeah. And they Iranian thought... or Afghanistan or Iran- some Al-Qaeda was, guy or something? No, no, it was Iran. Okay. And they were threatening war. Yeah, 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 yeah. people yeah. thought we were going to go to I, war with that's Iran. That's right. That's that was right. like the first week of the year. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So we started out that the they, year strong. They swore revenge against the yes. U.S. and all that shit. And then, and then after that, it was the uh, the fires in Australia that were everywhere. Everybody in uh, Instagram and everything was so concerned about all the quads. Can I ask, honestly, and I have no idea. I'm not an expert on wildfires. But I've read other articles from scientists who give basically like climatologists who their whole job is like track. Climatologists. Wow, that's never heard that word. You never heard that? Isn't no. that the term? Anyways. Meteorologists or climatologists? No, climatologists. Okay. And they kind of track wildfires. And they were saying that the ones in Australia and like the ones in the Amazon rainforest, remember, and in California, same thing they said that really that it wasn't anything special that it's kind of normal um that they were Uh, saying that it wasn't like and again i'm not an expert i don't know the fuck i'm talking about but they were saying that's a good disclaimer that's my disclaimer but they were saying like they were showing the charts of like acres burned or something like that and they said that like the fires last year or earlier this year were not even like we're like the fourth most of the last decade. Like we've yeah, had years I mean, where we burn even more. And then like one thing is forest fires are very normal. It's just a matter of you don't want them to get out of control. And the problem is more when you have a forest fire right next to a city and right. then it burns the Evacuations city. Evacuations and all that. But, but forest fires are normal well, and needed. Fires happen and healthy. For, for, well, as long as they're not arson or anything. I mean, they happen with lightning. They happen with different causes that are natural causes. And then when trees basically close uh, grow very close together such the crowning i mean the fire just jumps from tree to tree to tree and then you got all these big fires 
and and that's more of if it's a natural cause yeah they they probably happen for hundreds of thousands of years and other stuff and then obviously the uh the the oral fauna and everything around it is affected but uh, obviously when when it's for human carelessness you know that like you leave a cigarette butt or even a glass bottle or something that acts as a you know uh magnifier igniting some kind of leaves or something that obviously is caused by humans and or humans carelessness negligence whatever and then uh yeah those are not normal but um i don't know i'm not an expert either but um, uh, the, the truth is that there are places where they're overpopulated with dense forest like trees density and then we see them here in arizona too in you know flag stuff and all that stuff and then it's hard to prevent those things it's hard to even contain them once once they happen like, it's hard like to contain i remember them. specifically there was a guy who um he was a scientist and he specifically was like an expert on the amazon rainforest yeah and when all the fires were going on and people were freaking out he was like this is just news making something out of nothing yeah because he said that he said something like this fire that we had that last year was nothing special he says it's normal there's always fires in the amazon rainforest and he says and this fire since 2000 is only like the sixth largest fire mm -hmm. like it's not even close to the yeah largest. i mean some, and he said I mean, it's pretty normal so fires are, are more normal obviously they make more news when well, like in california you have hot fires in malibu and right because if you build a city in a right. fire zone right you know you're getting you're in danger it's the same thing as flooding and all that stuff but anyways i'm back to our, our recap or our beginning of the year we we had the australian fires and all that stuff in but again January. just want to cap that off just to be clear, you're not a climatologist. I'm an idiot. I know nothing about forest fires. I'm going to climate I'm science. I'm going to make that the highlight. I know nothing, so the, don't take my word for it. I'm going to make that the highlight of this one. Like just take the sound by saying, "I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot." Yes. <laughs> um, no, but then you know we we had that, and then I remember. I do remember um, February. I think it was when the impeachment of uh, President Trump started. You know, uh, being more in the news. Can I be honest with you? I thought that was last year. I didn't even think that was this no, year. No, it was earlier this year. It felt yeah. like a long was, time ago. Because this year was the presidential election. Yeah, no, I know. Which also seemed like a fucking century ago now. It's well, still not over. Yeah, we're still trying to recount or something. Um, anyways, yeah, so, so this Any year... Any new updates on that, by the way? Huh? Any new updates on that? I haven't paid attention at all. Well, yeah, Biden won. Okay. And uh, But is he, there still any dispute? Honestly, I don't think there's anything left to dispute at this point. Okay. I think uh, I think Trump all conceded? the uh, I don't think he's considered officially, but unofficially, basically, I mean, all the all the attempts that he had to uh, to uh, contest the results in certain states were turned down by different courts, the uh, state courts. Um, the, even the Supreme Court also said that there was no foundation, or no case. They did a recount and all that stuff. So I think at this point. Um, there's nothing else to decide. I mean, it's just happening other than him, basically. He, I don't think he's ever going to uh, say or concede that he lost. He's going to say that the elections were rigged or something, and then he'll be living, you know, whatever. I mean, it's just a whole different discussion. But I I, um, I think it's time to move on, whatever, you know. It's just, I mean, there's still two runoffs now in Georgia for two, two, uh, two senators in Georgia. That's the main important thing. And those two senators are being a little more edgy because if they don't win then the senate may go also uh democrat and then they have majority congress i mean the, the house and the senate so um 
those will happen, I think, January 5th at the beginning of the year mm-hmm. before the, uh, the uh, presidential inauguration, which is the 20th, I believe. So, anyways, but stay away from politics for now. Um, so, yeah, the impeachment was taking I, place. I only ask because I literally, after the election, yeah, I know. I have, comp- I, I swear to God, I have not read an article. I haven't, I blocked on Twitter. I muted every political word, every I politician very, I have uh, muted. I mean, I did follow for the next, you know, week or two, but then after that, it's like, okay, you know, it's just, uh, I, I mean, you could, you find all this conspiracies about the election being rigged and stuff. I mean, the truth is that all elections are non-election. None of the elections in any country are 100% pure, accurate. I was actually, I did read about the history of U.S. elections because somebody wrote a great piece and it was basically saying that the dirty secret is that most elections are rigged in some way. Yeah. That they were, that like famously Kennedy uh, probably shouldn't have won, that it was rigged for him. Um, by the mafia uh, in in Illinois, that he won Illinois when he probably wasn't going to, but the Chicago mob uh, rigged it for him. And same thing with, uh, I mean, I've, I've literally like, I mean, Lincoln, same thing. Well, there, only, there's there's lots of historians believe that the election was rigged for Lincoln so that they could basically uh, uh, start the Civil War because had he lost... Uh, then there would have never been a civil war. I mean, things like but that. But that's not just in the U.S. I mean, do you really think? Oh that, no, I know. Yeah, do you I'm think that Russian I'm elections are? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you well, think they don't Russian, have elections. When, when Putin wins by ninety-five percent, do you did, think? Did you see just, that Putin had some like brain tumor or something? To Putin? No. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. That, that no. he had some type of like yeah complication. Uh, speaking of, um, well, no, I didn't know that. But another highlight of the year was when the we heard rumors about uh, the president of. Um, uh, North Korea. Remember, yeah, yeah, uh, the dictator. Died. Yeah, everybody said he's dead. Moon. And then nothing happened. And, and then, then they were like, oh, yeah, he didn't die. Never mind. Yeah, and President Trump was saying, no, I talked to him. I spoke with him. He's yeah. good. He's good. I can tell you what happened. It's secret, but it's good. He's fine. Uh, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. We're friends. So, anyways. Um, yeah, so, yeah, this year, uh, crazy. Uh, it, for some things, like I said, it feels like, like it's gone really fast. Like, when I think about the beginning of the pandemic, because I have, I, I'm sure everybody has like specific uh, trigger points or things that remember you remember, like everybody remembers where they were 9-11 or whatever. So I do remember the beginning of the pandemic, things that we were doing. And I, I particularly was traveling actually. And I started seeing signs of uh, a little bit of panicking or uh, cautious, you know, behavior at airports and airplanes with people kind of not knowing what to do, washing their hands, sanitizer, some face masks and stuff. But I'm the one who said publicly, at least on this podcast, to the hundreds of millions of people that watch this, that I thought it was going to be a thousand cases or so in the U.S. Yeah, we had a public... <laughs> There's, you can I'm go back. Let's put it this way. I'm $100 poorer today because of that bet, which I think is the last one I made this year. I'm probably the yes. last one for a long time. Because we made a bet on this podcast because this was back when the U.S. had like nine cases. There were. I remember at that like point. single digits. At that point, the entire world had 6,000 cases out of which 3,000 were in Wuhan, supposedly, where the thing started. And the rest of the world had 3,000. And some of them in the U.S., which started in Seattle or somewhere in, in Washington State. Yeah. And basically, I, because I have the ability to extrapolate data and uh, understand how exponential functions work, 
I said, I think this is going to spread in the U.S. Because this was back in February when we had this discussion. Uh, and it was basically because I said, we've done nothing to stop people from coming into the country. And because of that, I think it's going to spread in the U.S. You disagreed. No, I, I we made a bet. A thousand. This is so funny to think about. A thousand cases. Because by then we had like 14, 15 cases. Yeah, it was literally, I think, single digits, actually. Yeah, I think it was were, like nine cases. They were isolated in a certain place. And yeah. I said, this is just whatever. It's like another yeah. FICA virus or whatever. And I, call I it. said, uh, nope, I don't think so. And uh, so, so not only do we have a thousand cases, um, we're having more than a thousand deaths a day, buddy. So I think you were pretty far off on that one. A lot more. So yeah, I didn't expect it to be so far. Um, so yeah, so so anyways, the, the the pandemic started and then everything just kind of uh, went crazy, you know, from there. So it's been a weird year, you know, as far as as far as um, how things feel. But uh, honestly, on a business side, every business is different. Obviously, I think every business has seen affected one way or another. But uh, can I tell you, I was thinking back to like thinking about things like the timeline of this year. And I can't remember anything from like April through May. I know, it's like a blur, yeah. I mean, because that was when it was like hard quarantine. It was like, all right, I mean, I literally, I mean, just went, the only time I leave the house is to get groceries. That's it. I would go once a week to get groceries. Well, I remember how. And it was like, I I mean, I don't really remember anything. I mean, it's like, I I didn't do anything. I remember everything. I mean, I, I just, just don't kind know of, the timeline, you know. I don't remember any significant events. Like, it's all just one blur of like, okay, I was just home all day. And that was it. Yeah, we were, we were um, well, first of all, uh, we live in Arizona. And it was one of the states where it didn't catch up so quickly. Like, obviously, we're not very densely populated here. And weather is nicer, so we can be more outdoors and everything on a normal basis, even in the winter, like now, short sleeves, whatever. But, um, you know, it started with, you know, California, New York was really pounding all that stuff. So we were kind of seeing this from the outside, looking in, thinking, oh, my God, all these cases and all that stuff. And Arizona didn't really have that many. And we never actually had a full lockdown, if I remember in Arizona, I, I mean, I never remember any particular lockdowns that there were requirements to wear masks and things, but nothing really was shut down here. But obviously, for for other purposes, it was just like we were all uh, watching everything and, and and seeing other states be more more locked down. But uh, yeah, I mean, what I do remember is that in the beginning, we were extremely cautious about the uh, the virus. Um, obviously, we didn't know much about it. Uh, we were just knowing what people were saying. And I remember specifically getting packages from Amazon and wiping them off. Uh, like they used to recommend, oh, wipe off the packages and uh, with alcohol or something, or even getting the mail, uh, going to the store and with gloves. And I mean, it was like almost like a hazmat suit just to buy food or something. And then we started kind of relaxing those rules. I'm not sure that was well. Once bad, they but. started saying that the surface transmission, right, was much because in the beginning it was like, oh, clean your surfaces, wash your hands, all that. Obviously, you still do that, but it was. It seemed like the it was more much more airborne, right? That the surface transmission was much less so. Yes. Um, and that it died in the sun almost instantly. Right. The, yeah. Exactly. And here we have plenty of that. So <laughs> we used to uh, put the mail in the sun too. Sometimes for packages. Yeah. Yeah. We would leave our packages in the in sun, the sun. for, for right. a couple hours. Yeah. If I got a package from Amazon, 
I just put it in my backyard with in the sun, basically. Yeah, yeah and that's like it's tons of sun. So, yeah, but 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 then we started learning more about you know obviously the masks are not necessary or something, and then yeah, yeah, definitely wear a mask and wash your hands. We kind of breezed over that. Yeah, people, there's literally like like clips of Fauci saying, "Oh, we shouldn't wear masks." That they're uh, not. Don't rush to buy masks. That's that not. yeah, and it was and um the I think the Surgeon General same thing yeah. said, "Don't wear a mask." Yeah, too. Uh, and then that totally flipped. We kind of yeah. ignore that part, yeah. which tells you how much we can trust our experts. If they go from one day saying don't wear masks to the next day saying you must wear a mask. Well, in my defense for my bet that we just talked about, um, I made that bet before the WHO declared a pandemic. Well, yeah, that's took, why it's a bet, of course. Yes. Predicting the future. Because if, the, the once WHO... You, once it's already a pandemic, there's no bet to the make. The WHO, which was very much aligned with China waited until it was absolutely necessary to say, yes, we declared this a pandemic. And um, basically meaning that it's affecting uh, whatever the criteria is as far as number of countries being affected and spreading. So, you know, I mean, uh, in reality, I mean, we're still kind of debating when it started and how and all that stuff. Uh, some people say that it started less, or certainly as last summer. Um, then they say it was October, November, whatever. But um, either way, you know, um, w the bottom line is that it's December and we're still dealing with it. Okay, so. let's make another bet. <laughs> Over under, um, no more. Uh, huh? Let me. How do I say this? Oh, let's do a few different scenarios. I'm not a big better, so okay. I <laughs> Over-under when we don't have to wear masks in public anymore. What does that over-under mean? Over-under means, so if I say... You say yes or no, I don't know. If I say June 1st, under would be before June 1st, we don't have to wear masks, or over would be after June 1st. Well, have to is mandatory, or have to as you can still... Uh, that basically... Like the stores say, okay, Well, the stores are still saying, you got to wear the mask, and the government is still saying, oh, people should wear masks. June 1st. I think, um, well, I'm always going to be erring on the optimistic side. And I think if, which is a big if, the vaccine um, is um, widespread as far as being 50% of the population being vaccinated by then, I think the mask wearing rules will be starting to relax. And then by June 1st, I'd say maybe by, not by June, but by July. Or by, I mean, by the summer, they'll probably say, okay, um, wearing masks maybe is okay, so, uh, voluntary. So over under. Would you take under before June 1st or after June 1st when you want to wear masks anymore? I'll say that by June 1st, they'll probably say um, you don't have to wear a mask. Okay. Do you want to put money on that? No, I don't put money for anything. It's just, it's just a, He's such a pussy. He doesn't a shake, want to put money uh, on anything. <laughs> just collecting that $100 for the corona was like pulling your teeth out. Yeah, of course. You didn't want to pay it. I, there was a conspiracy there theory. There was 10,000 cases by the time he paid me for the I know. Thousand. I thought they were all fake cases. So fake news. Um, um, no, I mean, I, know, realistically, I'm going like, to be a little more pessimistic. Even after the vaccination, I have a feeling that they're going to still want people to wear masks. Rightly or wrongly, I think that they're going to want it. Uh, I don't know. I mean, listen, I'm going to tell you what. 
If I get that vaccine, I will be more interested in knowing. If I get a vaccine, I'm not wearing a fucking mask anymore. I'm done. I tell you that right now. And I think most people feel that way too. Once you get the vaccine, you shouldn't have to wear the mask anymore. Because you're not a not spreader. According to Dr. Fauci, they say that you still should wear it. Yeah, but Dr. Fauci is like, if it was up to him, everybody would just live in a fucking box and hide away from the world <laughs> and never do anything, okay? That's, he's, he, in some senses, he's great because that's his job. His job is to worry about the global health. I know, I know. But at the same time, there are warriors in this world and there are warriors in this world. Oh, that's good, huh? Yeah. And sometimes, you know, you can't just sit at home worrying all day. You got to live. No, I'm definitely, I'm definitely not a, a warrior. No warrior. Warrior. Yeah. And uh, you, <laughs> you got to uh, move on. I, I, I definitely move on. I think Fauci is extremely cautious on, um, you know, it's like the guy that's crying wolf all the time and eventually he's going to be right. It's fine. His job is to do that. But you also guy. have to understand. Yeah, I mean. Like, he also doesn't care about the economy. You know, and right. that matters too. Right. And, 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 you know, I think, I think one of the issues that we had through this pandemic is that uh, it's two issues, actually. Politicians were playing uh, scientists and um, um, being experts at things that not are experts about. And scientists, no, were, becoming, scientists were becoming politicians too. So they were having the scientific yes, opinion. Yes, that is a problem. But because they were being paid by politicians and appointed by politicians, they were also making scientific statements that were actually politically it, it is a problem when you see some of these medical review boards right so so when you, when you combine it. politicians which by definition they are completely liars and self-centered and all that with with scientists that are standing behind politicians saying what the fuck is this guy saying or this and that and then right. my job and is on also, the line the, the problem That's, too is uh like my i hate when people say believe science yeah what does that mean yeah Scientists, science, scientists don't even agree between right. Among science themselves. is is science is a is a process of learning. That's what science is. Right. Science is not oh we know everything, right? I mean think about how many contradicting things we had at the beginning of the pandemic because we had no idea. So no, believe science is a dumb thing to say. Now, if you have evidence and studies, that's different. That's different. But just saying believe science. What does that mean? Science is just a process for learning. That's all science is. It's basically saying, here's a hypothesis. Let's test it and retest it and see if we're right or if we're on to something. Well, That's all science is. All you have to do is look at different countries around the world, how they dealt with the uh, pandemic. And they all have their own scientists and experts advising their politicians or people in power how to act. And obviously we have extreme cases of countries like Sweden or other countries that act one way. And yeah, we can get into the, okay, they have a different climate, different uh, population density, whatever habits, customs that are not so huggy, kissy as maybe Latin people, you know, things like that. That's fine. Um, England or the UK started saying, okay, herd immunity. And then they totally backtracked and saying, now we're fucked because they are now. In fact, they have a second uh, wave or something or strain or something. Uh, but... The thing is that when you say, okay, we, we, this is happening, this is a solution. And for many things that we already know about, we know the solution. You, you, you cut, you put stitches, you fix them, fine. This is unknown, as we, as we all agreed on. So you take guesses, and then you see how things react, and then you adapt, and you keep moving. And 
that's the way it's been happening. And all the and then on top of that, you have politicians who are basically in power for like two, three, four years with one, two, three, four years left, and they want to be reelected. They want to be acting as if they know what they're doing, which they don't. Yeah, but the problem is too that and politicians have absolutely no skin in the game. No, they don't. And so, and they're, like, they're, I mean, I think any politician who says. Because if, if you believe this, right, if you're if you're a politician who says like California just extended again the restaurant right. closures through February now. Right. So they said restaurants will continue to be closed through February. Okay. If you're Mayor Garcetti in L.A. or Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, and you really believe that, that's okay. You can have your, hey, listen, I really genuinely think this is the best thing to do. But if you're going to ask people to go months and months, almost, I mean, a year basically by February without pay and kill all these businesses and kill all the workers of these businesses, then you should give up your pay too. Then you should say, you know what? I'm not taking salary as long as all these businesses are not shut only down. that you should actually act by the rules that you set that you yeah and of course and yeah not be caught in a restaurant celebrating yeah. whatever you know with no masks enclosed yeah. indoors uh, I mean, and I everything think, else i mean i think if you if if you break your own rules it's very simple but you should stuff, have to resign i mean yeah i mean i mean I, I i seriously mean that i think gavin newsom should resign but i mean broke well, his own what about rules. nancy pelosi oh it was a private thing yeah you went to a, a, a you know her yeah, i think if you're going to impose strict rules on people you yeah. have to follow them yourself it's like, it's, if you break them you resign that's it but but that's it's happened even even dr burks who was basically in the press conference saying oh it was his family and then oh it was a private outing with my family whatever she was also traveling when she said nobody should move uh the mayor of austin yeah the mayor of austin saying don't fly and then he flew on a private jet with his family exactly. to Mexico. And yeah, he, and he all said, these people should he's resign. He's typing tweets as he's living. Yeah. And he's in a freaking Mexican... He's in a mansion, in an a Airbnb mansion. Yeah. on the beach in exactly. Mexico. And he's texting people, oh, don't fly, you know, be safe and all that stuff. He's like, you know, when you see that shit, it's like, okay, do as I say, but not as I do. Right. And and then, you know, or, or even Cuomo in New York. I mean, you see all these examples and that's what makes you feel like, fuck you all. You know, it's like, seriously, just... Just let me don't don't ruin my business or a lot of I mean you see restaurants in California I mean there's lots of cases with restaurants closed I mean that you, you cannot go to a restaurant you cannot go to church but you can go to Walmart okay yeah they have essential workers and I can do this but I cannot go to church and pray even if I have more social distance even if I'm far away from the other person and I don't care about not going to church or whatever I mean you can pray in your house but at the same time it's like Let's just be consistent. You know, they're making they're making the rules out of their ass, basically, and and close the beaches. Well, I think it's pretty healthy. You're ready to lay down. I mean, vitamin D is one of the biggest immune uh, boosters that are out there, which you can be in the sun. You are lucky to live in a place where you have a lot of sun and you have a beach and you can lay down on the beach and read a book. You cannot go to work. You cannot do anything. Just go to a beach, lay down, and have a lot of distance between you and other people. And jog, exercise, do something. Say, no, you can't. Closed. Uh, it doesn't make any sense to me, you know. So that's the thing that I think is upsetting people when when you see all these contradictions on what can be done or not, or even when you cross state lines. I mean, Texas has one policy, California has a different one. Or you say, okay, well, there's a curfew. After 8 p.m., no gatherings of more than 10 people. What the fuck is 10 p.m. has to do with 8 p.m.? I mean, is the virus go to sleep at 8 p.m.? I don't understand it. I mean, you can gather with people at 6 p.m., or 10 or whatever, but you know, you cannot gather with people after 10 p.m. Or is it more unsafe? I mean, all, all those things just don't make any sense. But I don't want to get too much into that. I mean, we already did enough. But um, 
Yeah, I mean, the, the year has been kind of... Uh, yeah, let's move on from COVID. Not yeah, COVID. Yeah, COVID is, is been crazy. But, um, but yes, if you get caught breaking your own rules, you should resign. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think it's that complicated. Well, I mean, I will be, I will be fucking embarrassed if somebody, if I say something that I believe hardcore, and I'm forcing yeah. my citizens, the people that voted for me, to do something, and I'm basically on my own and just kind of hiding. I mean, he got caught, yeah. which is the bad thing. Him and yeah. the mayor of San Francisco, yeah, two days apart, both right. went to the same fucking restaurant. I know, I know, but that that just makes you feel. And the mayor of San Francisco, I mean. I mean, London Breed, I forget her salary, but it's like a ridiculous salary. I mean, she makes like hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. She hasn't taken any pay cuts, nothing, while she's shutting everybody down. She's letting robbers in the street. I mean, in San Francisco, Homeless it's crazy. Have you seen what the attorney general is doing over there? Or no. the district attorney? I mean, they're basically just saying, we're not going to oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. pursue anything. Yeah, I mean, Walmart's were They're, they're yeah. like not pursuing burglaries, nothing. Nothing. They yeah. don't care. Do whatever you want. Loot, steal, murder, rape. We don't care. Not our problem. It's, it's being a, a real... Uh, but the other side on this, again, we're, we're going to get away from the COVID. On the personal side, I think a lot of people have found a new side of themselves. You know, like like when I talk to people, and I talk to friends all the time, obviously we all, you know, have been doing a lot of... Uh, can I... Can, do you want to give any predictions for the for the next uh, coming decade post COVID? Decade? Yeah. Can like, I? I'll give you one that I think, and I really mean this. I think religion is back, and is coming back big time. Well, I don't think it ever left. Well, I think we had a pretty large secular wave. Yeah, maybe. I, I mean, th- I mean, you can just see by the numbers. The number of people who identify as either atheist or non-religious is at all-time highs, basically, uh, in the U.S. And, and in lots of countries. And I think religion is coming back. And but uh, this one's more tricky. I, I have a theory that that we will see a new religion. A new religion? Yes. Yes. I don't know. I I think so. I don't know exactly what it'll be. But I, I, this is my like long-term bold prediction. I think this century, because religions are not things that just happen. I think this Unless century. Unless one of those. No, 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 not like that. This century will see a new religion, um, because I think that it'll be a. I think there will be a religion that figures out how to match the good aspects of modernity, that is kind of the individuality and freedom with the good sides of the traditional religion that is community but is and it, purpose and, and are you talking about a christian type based religion or deviation of something that exists uh, or something completely new i mean what faith i mean you said religion is very uh i mean there has to be some kind of uh i can't predict exactly almighty uh, god that people believe in you know not always but yeah i mean i think um um I don't know if it would be Christian-based. It would certainly have some Christian principles. I mean, the, 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 the Catholic Church is already making a lot of No, I don't think it'll be the Catholic updates Church. as far as uh, things that were very strict before. I think about. It, it has to be something new because something like the Catholic Church has too much baggage that I don't <clears> think uh, most people would go back to it, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, that's my prediction. 
Um, and I actually think it'll be a good thing. I think people need religion. I, I've completely flipped my mind on this in the last few years. I used to think we don't need religion. We need facts and science. But that's a matter of faith. And, and you know, facts and science are not the answer. I think, I think people need religion. Now, that doesn't mean you need necessarily blind faith in something. But I think religion in terms of um, believing, in, believing in something bigger than yourself, having purpose, community, fulfillment... I think people need those things, and I think religion is the best provider of that. Yes, but at the same time, a lot of people just cannot find answers to certain situations of their lives, and they just, I wouldn't say blame it, they relate it to religious reasons, you know, like, oh, God willing this, or like, you know, even even the pandemic or whatever, some people are more affected than others, and oh, it's in God's hands, or is this or that, and it's like, you think really like, I mean, you put too much onus on God's power to affect little menial things. Yeah, but know? that's why religion actually works really well. Yeah, because religion that's, religion that's, sells but that's, hope. Yeah, exactly. But that's people's own faith that gives them motivation to believe that when something is good, is that <clears throat> God or some their God is helping them, and when something is bad, is because <clears throat> God made that decision, you know, and it's for the greater good or something. But at the I'm same not time, being, being more practical, you say, okay, well, this probably God had nothing to do with this. Yeah, I mean, again, <coughs> excuse me. I can't predict what said religion might be. Um, and maybe there will be multiple variants. I don't know. But I, I just, I think that, that this century, see, it's a sign from God. He's telling you. He sent the black screen it's, to tell uh, you. You need to have faith. It's the uh, screensaver act. Um, yeah, exactly. I, I don't know. My it's my feeling again. It's a very broad prediction, but I th I guess my broad prediction is secularism will go back down, and re and religion will go back up, in different forms. All right. So um, I forgot what we were before we started. You you went to a religious side. Um, I don't know. We're talking. What do you have? Any bigger bold predictions for the next uh, decade? No, no. I century? think. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember now. Um, no, what I was saying is that um, um, I think uh, you know, with all the negative things from the pandemic and all that stuff, which obviously are very obvious and we already know about them, I think at the same time, is it has brought up some some good things from people, you know, like a lot of people that we were all caught up in the day-to-day -day work, day-to-day -day this, day-to-day -day that, being busy, you know, just just on the very superficial level, just even the relationships and everything, we're just kind of like families, husband and wife going to work, kids going to school, uh, going to work eight hours, work, 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 come home, do this, just we're in a, a little of a turnstile, hamster wheel, just all working and, and doing things and all of a sudden, when it comes to a screeching halt like that, this is not like you plan for retirement and then you, oh, I'm home, whatever. No, this is like the whole world. All these active people that were extremely busy forever, you know, every day, and didn't have time to even chat with their spouses or their children or whatever, all of a sudden they found themselves living together 24-7. And um, so it, it basically, I think it has brought up whatever issues you had. Like if you had a iffy relationship, it probably made it worse because now all of a sudden it's like, okay, I can handle this because I only have this issue, whatever is negative, two, three hours a day, and I can live with it. Now it's like, 
this issue is in front of me for 24 hours every day. Or if you have a good relationship, a good situation, now is you're going to enjoy it even more. So I think it emphasized the the human factor of, of, of the human um, sense of, of every um, every person, you know. And uh, so I, I found myself <clears throat> that once I once I realized, okay, well, obviously I can swim upstream and try to pretend that things are normal and be like they were before. They're not, obviously, so I need to adapt. And then you said, okay, well, I'm going to do the best I can within this situation. And then you start finding things to, you know, to allocate your time to things that you always wanted to do, but you never had the time to do. And so, you know, you can find uh, more time to spend with friends maybe or more time to work on some hobbies or more time to more time to, to join a new religion yeah more time to read more time to yeah i mean even uh, educate yourself on certain things you know uh, so on that on that side i think it's been a little bit of a it's been a good thing really i mean i i don't know if it weren't because globally the whole world came to a pretty pretty drastic stop because if it's just you, you feel like you stop, you're falling behind, and you need to keep going and going and going just to keep up with, with everything. But if you find out that the whole world is coming to a pretty significant stop, and there's nothing you can do but keep going yourself, I mean, you can try to be flexible and everything, but at the same time, it's like, okay, well, I'm going to do the best, of, of, the best I can within this situation, you know, just to adapt. And uh, so, you know, in that sense, I've done things this year that I probably wouldn't have been able to do any other time unless something like this happened, you know, like, uh, and I'm sure everybody has similar experiences, whether it's uh, you have more time with your family or you have more time to read or you have more time to dedicate to your to your hobbies or you have more time to do sports maybe or you have more time to even just sit down and relax and think and assess your life. I mean, I, lo- I know people that have really changed their goals for the next 10, 15, 20 years just because of what happened, you know, because it gives you a new perspective saying, okay, we're working on this and all of a sudden things that are out of my control all of a sudden change everything. So might as well just work on things that I can control and enjoy my days a little more every day as opposed to look forward to retirement or whatever, you know, I mean, a lot of people. You know, one thing I did that I switched was, can you make this bigger? I'm trying to, but I don't know if he's responding to. Uh... Just zoom in. I need to. Uh, oops, no, that's. Hey. There you go. Thank okay. you. Um, Just don't touch the call. <laughs> what was I saying? No, I was talking about. Oh, uh, oh, oh! Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, one thing that I did this year, you say like learn, like changing. I used to be a productivity maniac. Yeah, freak. Where I'm like, oh, I want to maximize my day. Like, like I would have a calendar, like on my Google Calendar, like just I know, like slots jammed out. Just and you know, and it was a losing battle because you know you can never always anticipate exactly how much time something's going to take. So you slot half an hour for something and it takes an hour and then it bumps the other thing. And this thing took 45 minutes when it was supposed to take 20 minutes. And you basically just lose the battle every day. And it drove me nuts. And now 
I actually do the opposite. I, I don't use a calendar. The only thing, obviously, I use a calendar for you know meetings and calls and stuff like that. But anything that's personal, that's not with another person, I completely don't use a calendar anymore. I ditch the calendar. My life is so much better. I'm more productive. I know. And yeah. happier. <laughs> and But also, because, especially because, like I said, like in the April, May, uh, when things kind of really slowed down because we had clients who obviously on the hospitality side, hotels were yeah, shut down, totally so shut they down. disappeared. And then on the, even on the e-commerce side, even though e-commerce was kind of booming, lots of our clients, because they got all their stuff from China, hmm. they're like, we can't get inventory right now. So they just were inactive for like two months. Right, right. So like we just had a major slowdown for a couple of months. In the beginning, I was like freaking out. I was like, oh my God, I need to, I'm not being productive. Right. But then I was like, you know, if you don't have anything to do, I know. You don't have anything to do. And I was like, <clears throat> that's what I, I started just reading books during the day. And I actually was like, this is great. I, know. I was like, why wasn't I well, doing this before? Well, that's what I was saying, our perspective. I went from. And now, but now that we're much busier again, I actually. By. by it's so funny how these things work. By not focusing on being productive. I mean, obviously I, I try to be productive, but not by not hyper optimizing my productivity. I'm so much more productive. I literally, I mean, I, it, what, it, what used to be a, f, you know, 40 hours of work for a week for me now takes me 10, 15 and I get the same amount of work done. And my life is so much better. You know, like I, I'll go in the middle of the day and I'll just read for an hour if I want to, or I'll do whatever, you know, I'll take a break and, and just go drive around because because, you know, especially because we're working from home, I'm in the house all the time, but it's like, Oh, I can do well, these that's, things. That's I don't it. need to hyper optimize my day. I don't know if, um, I mean, some people may not have a choice. You have a typical job. And the last thing I was going to say is when I stopped hyper optimizing, I just feel like in the last six months, my thoughts are so, I have so much more clarity. Mm -hmm. with my day-to-day -day of what I want to do long-term and short-term. And when you remove yourself from the, the trying to be busy, like yeah. I, I used to be, I'm very guilty of like trying to be busy for busy's sake. And I the, completely ditched that. Right. I'm the opposite now. That's if I'm the, not busy, was, I'm not busy. That was the badge of honor. Like you, yeah. you talk to people, on busy, this, how are you doing? Oh man, so busy. It's like, oh, like if you, if you don't say you're busy, you're a loser. You know, it's like, it's like you talk to somebody and says, hey, man, how's it going? Oh, my God, I have so much free time. I don't know what to do with it. It's like, oh, wow. I know. It's like, <laughs> I actually, it's like, like nobody will say that. Even if you have free time and you're doing nothing, you'll say, oh, my God, it's like, oh, I'm all over the place. I'm so busy. You know, just, just uh, hanging in there, hanging in there. It's like, what the fuck is that kind of life? I know. You know, it's like, are you proud of that thing? Like you say you are, oh, I have free time. You know, I've been kind of laying down in my pool or, or reading a book or whatever, like, riding my bike. When, is that bad? When you friends want to like get coffee or something, I'll be like, yeah, I mean, just let me know when you want to go. I'm, I'm pretty free whenever. Because even right. if I have stuff, the other thing is obviously, you know, we can work whenever we want. So I actually am a late night guy. So I actually like to work like, like 8 p.m. to like midnight is like my peak hours. So in the afternoons, if I want to, I'll just take off for a few hours and it's not a big deal, you know, but it, when but you realize it. that it makes your life so much better, yeah, you're so you, much you more get, free. You get, like that's why, like oh, I was summarizing my my new philosophy. I mean, it's not new really. I've been saying this for a while, but I'm now it's like it became a time that I could implement it finally. It's like you know everybody's thinking, 
you know, when the bucket list became so famous, like, oh my God, things to do before you die or whatever. It's like, oh fuck, you know, it's like, all of a sudden I have a deadline, you know, like, it's almost like instead of a New Year's resolution, it's like a life resolution, lifelong resolution. My bucket list, I need to go to climb the Himalayas and the Everest and blah, 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 and all that shit. It's like, what the heck? It's like, who, who wants to do that? So now I, I never wanted to have a bucket list. I just do what I want when I want. And obviously if it's way out of whack or whatever, jump off a cliff or whatever, you know, maybe I'll do it or not. But it's not part of my bucket list. I don't have a list, you know. But now I actually have created what is what I call my own fuck it list. Like things that I used to worry about, I don't give a fuck about it anymore. It's like it's like I don't care, you know. It's like I maybe I'm I have a little more freedom to make decisions for my own life, regardless of what other people think or say or whatever. But it's my life. It's my script. It's my movie, and I'm gonna direct it and I'm gonna control it however I want, you know. So. I I basically have more of a fucking list like things like oh what is this thing do or what's this guy gonna think or what's this company or it's like fuck it you know I'll do it if it's important yeah. to me and if it's gonna satisfy me but I don't have to do it just for the sake of doing it yeah you know? and I'll say this too the other thing that I finally did this year that I know people have said for a long time but I've never done it is two things that are both related to money directly which is A, saying no a lot more. Um, there are basically, before I used to be the person who's like, I just say yes to everything, every right. single little up. And then the problem is anybody who has done this, it's like a lot of them just waste your time and they're not worth uh, your time. Uh, yes. And it depends where you are. Obviously. There's, a, there's a time to say yes if, to if, everything. If you have nothing, then yeah, say yes to everything. But... Also, when you say yes, you only have so much time and energy. So if you say yes to a lot of shitty things, then you don't have time for the really good things. And right. now I say no to a lot more opportunities that I think, I, if I don't think, if I think, yeah, this might be all right, this might be okay, I don't do it. I only do it if I'm like, yeah, this is going to be good or this is going to be great. And it's, it's completely it's, you know what changed. Is, you know but, what is great? But I'll, I want to say one other thing. That plus the other thing I started doing, which I never did because I was always extremely frugal. Not to say that I'm not frugal in some ways now, but spending some money for time and convenience and better life. I used to never do that. I used to just prioritize money over everything. And man, spending, because a lot of times it's not a lot. You can just spend small amounts of money and your life just is so much better. Like you don't have to deal with a lot of shit that you don't want to deal with anymore for a relatively small cost. And and since I started doing that of like, okay, yeah, you know, spending 50 bucks on this is like, is it like, like, you know, the classic thing of like, oh, if you don't ever go out and get coffees or you don't ever go out to eat or you don't look at all this money you'll save. But then it's like, yeah, but I don't want to live a shitty, boring life. You know, right? Well, I know, and it's like I've, spending money on certain things. <clears throat> Obviously, you don't want to go crazy and break the bank, but spending a little more money to make your life better so worth it. So worth it. I yeah, mean, what's but, money uh, that's good the, for? Uh, that's the other thing that people realize that you you make all these you know little sacrifices. Say, okay, the latte factor. Okay, you 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 save three four bucks or whatever it is these days for a latte, and then at the end of your life when you retire and you're gonna have all this money saved because you invested compound interest. Okay, yeah, that's very nice. At the end of your life takes a, a whole different meaning now when you don't even know when the end of your life is gonna be. Right. You're putting all these lump savings. Plus, or when people are holding like holding all these things. 
saying to to save for whatever you are. Okay, when I retire and I'm 70 and I'm fucking handicapped, I don't have the energy and my bones are falling off, my teeth are on the table when I go to sleep and all that shit. Oh yeah, then I'm gonna have money and I can enjoy my latte. Right, it's and like, they say like, it. you know, you know, look at the the money you spend on these coffees and and shit today. You know, 30 years from now with compound interest, I'm like. Right. Dude, 30 years from I know. now. I'm like, I don't want to wait, be miserable for 30 if, years if, so that I can finally, when I'm if old, having a, a be coffee happy. a day that, yes, I'm overpaying for the coffee. Yes, okay. I know. And, but it's a good experience. It makes but me feel I, good. And I also it think, gives too, me motivation. And that's fine. But at the same time. I, but I also think, too, though, I'm like, okay, you know what? I do want to spend more money on things. So, you know what I need to do? Just make more money. Make more money, exactly. I'm like, fuck it. Let me just work there's a little harder of, and make more money. There's, there's tons of opportunities out there. It's like people say, oh, I need to save I'm for like, this. when I do it, I'm like, you know what? Like, okay, you spend whatever, $5 a day on coffee. It's 1500 bucks a year, $2,000 a year, whatever. And I'm like, dude, I mean, I just need to get one project and I make that money back just like that. Exactly, exactly. Like, you can, you can say, I'm going to buy this bag or this watch or whatever you want and it's gonna cost me two thousand dollars oh i'm gonna have to save 50 bucks for 50 weeks or whatever it's like okay how about you put your time into make two thousand dollars more making two thousand bucks yeah. and then you reward yourself on buying the stuff the watch that you want and it's yeah. gonna make you happy or whatever you know whatever it is but uh, don't be always sacrificing every fucking day because the truth is that who knows when your end is gonna come and we don't have a fucking script when we we're born saying Okay, you have uh, 300 days left or Plus, whatever. You, know. you have to realize that your peak days are when you're younger. Yeah. When you're 70, you're just not able to do a lot of the things that you right. could have done when you were right. younger. So I would rather do those things now. Right, exactly. Like, uh, I, like, like I remember like Drake has a lyric where people talk about, he was like saying something like, get rich quick. And uh, he basically says... Like people saying, well, you need to think about the longer term. And he says, fuck being rich when I'm 40. I'm trying to make it now. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. No, exactly. I and mean, it's, it is and, true. And that doesn't mean anything about, I mean, don't be lazy. I mean, obviously, I, I think people who work hard are the ones that are successful. Yeah. But and that doesn't think mean about don't think people. long term either. Obviously, right. you have to think long term. That's how right. you but, but make But you have it, something that, that you think is part of your lifestyle and it makes you happy. It makes you more productive and it makes you enjoy it. Yeah, don't push back happiness. I mean, you you cannot push back. It's not something that you can invest and then say, when I'm 65 and I retire, I'm gonna be so happy. It's like, oh yeah, I'd rather be. I'd rather take like mini vacations now or mini enjoyments throughout my life than have a lump sum vacation when I retire. Because first of all, I don't even think retirement is feasible. Retirement was an old concept that came when people were fucking working in factories and all that stuff and their bones were falling apart. And they say, okay, now you can yeah. retire and live for maybe four or five years yeah, before you die. Like, so now you can retire and instead of sitting yeah. at your desk all day, you can sit on a couch all day. Yeah, exactly. And your health is going to decay because now when you retire 65, 67 and a half, whatever age you retire, you're probably going to live another 20, 25 years based on current lifespan. Are you going to be basically so inactive that you're going to get sick and then you're going to die the slow death? Uh, it's like what before when you retire 60 or 55 or as their age kept changing, you maybe have like two, three more years to live. And then, yeah, you deserve a little bit of time off whatever you do. And then I know. That's the funny die. thing. You know, when they now made you the retire, Social Security age, when yeah. it was 65, most people, I think the, the typical lifespan was like 68 yeah, literally. Yeah, like most people lived three years and then died. 
So they didn't live to their 80s like yeah. they do now. The Social Security Administration had tons of money because a lot of people were dying before they You're not supposed enjoyed. to sit around for 20 years. I mean, 20 years is so long to just sit around doing nothing. I know. You get so bored. It's like, if I think all the things that I've done in the last fucking 20 years, I was like, fuck, why would I retire and do nothing? Actually, I actually get bored on a weekend sometimes if I'm not doing I, something I active. I sometimes know. weekends is like... Like, I always remember when I was younger, like, when you're a kid, summer break, you look forward to it so much because you can't wait to get out of school. But the truth is, when you're on summer break, I know. After like a month, you're fucking bored. Yes. And I remember, like, me and my friends would kind of secretly concede to each other that we're like, "Yeah, I'm kind of excited to go back to school." Yeah. Because well, when you're just doing nothing for two months, I know you're bored. And, and at work, if you have a job that you enjoy, and you have a work that is, you know, you're an entrepreneur and you're creating your own little baby. Sometimes weekends or even holidays are like, man, I say. Like, Everybody else is on holiday and you're like, I mean, man, I can't wait to get back started with this thing or, you know, just get back to this client comes back so I can talk to him or they have this idea, I can share it with somebody else, you know. But that's a different lifestyle. I mean, that's just, but, but back to the realization is that you start thinking about these things and, and you say, you know, you, you realize, okay, there's other things in life. I mean, we have one ticket for this life, really. I mean, it's not like you say, well, you know, this life, I'm going to fuck it up and then next time I'm going to do better. No, there's no next time. This is your single ticket. This is your ride. So don't leave, don't leave the fun to the end. Don't leave this for the you know, so-called happy ending or whatever. Just, just, just enjoy the whole movie. Enjoy the whole lifetime that you have. And be conscious, be uh, uh, sensible, and depending on your circumstances, but try to live your life so you enjoy every day. People make other people happy and, and just enjoy it, you know. So I think that's a good thing that I, I and I talk to a few people, obviously in my circle of friends, which is probably a little biased, and uh, and they all kind of agree with that situation, saying, yeah, you know what, it's it's good to enjoy a little more, you know, rather than be just every day going to this hamster wheel where you go faster and faster and faster and you end up going nowhere. You, know, you just give yourself more more aggravation. Now, with that said, obviously a lot of people have been hurt majorly by the pandemic you know they lost their jobs they not to mention if they are actually affected by being sick and um so i, I think the benefit of the pain is people will become more anti-fragile to take taleb's words in, somehow i thought you were gonna bring that in and yeah. that no but seriously when you when you realize how fragile your life is uh in so many different <clears throat> ways whether it be health whether it be if you have one source of income and then that income goes away you're fucked i mean i think people are realizing how fragile our our lives are and we work to become anti-fragile yeah in a sense into whether it means having multiple sources of income focusing on your health because you want to be healthy and you don't want because the, the fortunate thing with this pandemic the truth is it could have been so much worse. The coronavirus, as far as viruses go, is frankly pretty light. I mean, the fact that people under 60, the death rate is less than 1%. I mean, I don't think nobody alive realizes because we've never lived through a real pandemic where you have like the Black Plague that yeah. kills half of Europe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's real shit. I mean, we haven't dealt with a real plague where 
one out of three people you know fucking die. Yeah. That's real. And I'm, we're fortunate because in the beginning, we didn't know how dangerous it was. We're fortunate that it wasn't that deadly. But it should be a wake-up call well, that, hey, this thing could be way deadlier next time. And we need to be ready for and, it. And they, 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 one of the things that I really, I mean, I think President Trump can take credit for this is the, the famous Operation Warp Speed. Uh, when they, they were able to put together a vaccine that apparently is is now being deployed in multiple countries. Yeah, the problem is not the vaccine development, actually. It's the, the logistics. Yeah, the logistics of, is an issue. But the fact that we have a vaccine ready in record time, like eight, nine months, really, before from the pandemic starting until they they basically made it available, that's huge, huge advance compared to what it used to be before for any other vaccines. And I think that's going to set the trend for future situations that are similar to this with the with the mRNA version of a vaccine, the memory RNA, which is a different style. I don't want to get too technical, first of all, because I don't know the details. I mean, I know some of the details, but not I'm not a biologist or anything. But the way that this vaccine technology works is different than the traditional vaccine. So they can develop these vaccines in a much faster way, like a fast track, really. Yeah, it's actually insane. Moderna made theirs in like a few days. Right. Right. It's insane. It's insane. Exactly. So so that has helped By the and way, will help with similar You know similar what the situations. name Moderna comes from? I just found this out the other day. I had no idea. Moderna? Yeah. It's modern. What? No. It's owed to mRNA. Oh, really? Yes. Owed, yeah. the ODE, yeah. mRNA. And their stock ticker symbol is mRNA. Okay. And the whole company was basically, we want to make mRNA vaccines. Because yeah. well, mRNA has been around for a long time. It's been around for a while. It just um, never, it never, just took a long time to develop. It was at, never at a large it was, scale. Ne- yeah, it was, now it was fast-tracked, like I said, and in different places. Their whole goal was to be an mRNA <clears throat> vaccine company. Mm-hmm. Now, ode to Moderna. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. That's a funny that's, name. That's good. So uh, that's, that's a good thing that we've... And I'll say... This is a case where the founders and early investors of Moderna are now all billionaires. And I'm very happy that these people are billionaires. I want biotech people. If there's any industry that I want people to become billionaires from and then invest and also incentivize other people to take risk and say, hey, if I make a good biotech company, I'll be a billionaire. It's biotech. That is an amazing industry that I think we'll see a lot of advancements over the next decade. So one more, um, I have a few more topics. I want to keep this to within a certain limit. But uh, um, one of the things that I really, that we were talking about before, uh, earlier in the year, actually, when, when one of the consequences of the pandemic, obviously, was sports that we are big fans of. Basically, everybody By has way, some kind of force. Recording but, this. Okay, I'll let you go. Um, so, so they all came to also... Uh, very radical screeching halt from from basically being a full speed leagues NBA All Star break and then continuing getting close to the playoffs. Um, you know any any sport. I mean, obviously football was off, but uh, any other sport that was. Go- I mean, I, I'm a big fan of racing and all the racing categories and racing classes and leagues were completely stopped. So basically, everything stopped. But then somehow they figured out a way to get back to because people were bored. I mean, people are at home and there's nothing to do, and they didn't even have a sport to to watch or anything. So the NBA specifically came back. When was it? July, I think. No, I came back in August. In August, okay. Yeah, yeah I know. I know racing uh, Formula One for me, uh, which I follow very very closely. Um, uh, this is a, a type of racing that is for those of you that know Formula One. They basically it's an international race series with the top of the line cars and they travel all over the world. So they created this 
mini bubbles wherever they were going with 20 cars and 20 drivers and teams and crews and everything where they were moving all over Europe, um, you know, um, some Middle East countries like Abu Dhabi and Bahrain and all that stuff. And, uh, and they were actually pretty successful. I mean, they have like just a few cases and they were very isolated and they put these people out. But the bottom line is that they ended up having a condensed season of uh, 17 races at 17 different uh, venues uh, over the period between July and uh, December. They just finished about two weeks ago. The NBA started in August and they finished the season with playoffs and everything until October. And now they're back just starting, which you're going to get into. But um, but those are things that are actually pretty good how, you know, when you see businesses that somehow adapt to the situation, you can always sit back and moan and complain and all the stuff. Or you can say, okay, let's work out a situation where, you know, we can <clears throat> still provide our sport or our business or whatever to the client or to the customers or to the viewers, and they can still enjoy it. So uh, Amazon did a good way. It did a good job adapting. I mean, in fact, Amazon hired like 500,000 workers when everybody was being laid off, and they, they were just excelling during the pandemic. I mean, whether you like Amazon or not, or they're killing the small business, that's a whole different discussion at this point. But the bottom line is that we all relied on Amazon to come with the van and deliver the boxes and the food or the products that we wanted. So I think that's, that was a good thing. So I think you know. to <clears throat> distribute the vaccine, the government should contract Amazon uh, yeah, and say, I mean, Amazon, please deliver this vaccine to 100 million people. And within a month, it'll be done. I, I, I mean, I'm actually serious about that. I like, think I think it's a great like, idea. Like we're mean, having a logistics nightmare with the vaccine distribution. <clears throat> hey, let's go to the distrib. I mean, I don't know why it's not in CVS and Walgreens like they do with the flu shot. It's like, hey, you know these companies that all they fucking do is logistics and distribution? Why don't we just hire them and get this done? If we just hired these companies, by February, we'd be done. Well, I mean, they uh, there's some situation that makes it a little more complicated with, with major I mean, the, pr the primary one i think it is the uh, the temperature at which the vaccine is to be kept you know like sub zero right, we, um, this isn't anything new <clears throat> no i know it's not new i mean we, there's we, plenty of things that you have that. medications that are delivered uh to homes that are already refrigerated medications and frozen, all foods stuff. whatever right exactly so but, uh, normally they're not uh, that kind of massive distribution but yeah i mean this is something that was discussed before they said we're going to have the military uh help with the logistics we're going to have we have the biggest shippers in the world with uh, the ups's and the fedexes and uh, DHLs in in from Europe and here, uh, in addition to the private companies, and then you have like the Amazon that is used to deliver everything fucking the same day. So it's just a matter of joining forces and say, okay, we're gonna have all these distribution centers, and then just make it massively. And I don't understand again, like you said, like I mean, why is it not a CVS or Walgreens? Over the stuff? holidays, we deliver billions and billions of packages. Right. Right. We can do the same with the vaccine. Right. So, I mean, I, that thing is falling a little behind, which frankly is a little disappointing. We're supposed to deliver like 20 million vaccines by the end of a year or something. And yeah. we've done like one or two or three two million, million or so, two million so far. Yeah. And we're like, today's the 30th. So obviously it's not going to happen. So why we're so far behind, that's something for another discussion. But Anyways, uh, uh, yeah, so to close off any, so any, any big predictions for the next year? Decade, uh, well, century. Decade. Well, I wouldn't even predict anything beyond millennium. this weekend. <laughs> no, I uh, I think, um, no, I, I'm, I'm kind of, uh, you know, I'm always optimistic. And I think that 
it's just part of my personality. But I think um, I think after the spring, like the first two three years of the of the month, of, I'm sorry, two three months of the year, flip back, uh, the two, of 2021, I think all the way through March or something, it's gonna be kind of similar. You know, we're gonna be like the second wave, the third wave, the fourth wave. Every time you can find people and let them out again, okay, there's another wave or something, as the vaccine is, you know, becomes more really distributed or accepted and used um, things will start getting a little more under control obviously at some point you start getting a little more herd immunity we know that what's your bold prediction my bold prediction is that hopefully by next um, summer um, things will kind of start becoming more normal people will start traveling again booking hotels uh, saying okay we 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 missed the 2020 is being a wash. Let's just make 2021 the new 2020, you know, and starting to get it back to normal. Now, some things are never going to go back, back to normal. And I think that's fine. I mean, people realize I don't need to go to my office. I'm more effective at home. I already have my setup, my modem and everything. I disagree. I think that there will be office work. Some I think people, it depends what you do. Yeah, it depends on what but you do. But anything that's like creative and collaborative, you, you need to be in person. Yeah, of course. But, but you don't I, it need doesn't to do work. It, but you don't need to do it five days a week. There are no, some times no. when you need collaboration. Some other times you need time alone you know everybody I actually think that. shared office spaces are going to grow a lot yeah, and I think now we work it's funny that <laughs> this like I think this is the time for we work to shine I don't yeah, know if they're going to yeah. still be around but. um yeah I think and I really hope that I mean restaurants and when people are able to finally go out they go to a local restaurants and start supporting them I mean those guys have been like for no fault of their own all of a sudden be totally affected and um and shut down and you know obviously this like survival of the fittest and 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 hopefully if a restaurant shuts down another one will come up or something but yeah i mean it's been a, it's been a tough year you know but uh there's always um every time there's a destruction earthquakes hurricanes or whatever in situations like that then you have a brand new city that spurs up much more modern and everything so i think that's going to be um hopefully my not my prediction i think that's that's what i think will happen and hopefully the sooner the better but uh one quick thing um investments oh boy well actually I'm, so I'm, my new year's resolution yeah is for bitcoin to hit fifty thousand. that's my new year's resolution for by, by next year uh, that'd be nice well how, sure. okay bitcoin is an interesting case i mean we've done uh yeah let's not get too far into bitcoin we've no, had no, no, multiple no, no. podcasts we, we have multiple already. dedicated podcasts i i have to say that i actually fell into the bitcoin trap and i'm now up Bit, I was going to say I'm proud, but I'm not sure if I'm proud. I'm happy for now. Well, you've uh, already made money. Yeah, yeah. You, I actually just bought up. How many bit, investments bit, do you buy? And then within a week, they're up like another 30%, just like that. Yeah, well, I wouldn't say 30, but about 20 or so. Yeah, I bought Bitcoin last week. Oh, uh, no, it was before Christmas, actually. Uh, maybe 10 days ago. And uh, so far, in just 10 days, it's up like 20% or something. What did you buy it? I bought it 22? at 20 three 22 and a half or 23 okay. it's forgot. at 28 as of recording this who knows by the time this comes out it could be 30. 28 7 by now um will, will it hit 29 by by new year's day two days uh, the people will know by the time uh, they watch a this. quick hit and then come back you see so, i don't know i'll tell you um it's so volatile it's so i mean it could go up to 28 and a half and then the day after it's down a thousand or something but anyways the point is that bitcoin this year in general i think it has consolidated um, as far as what did it start of the year? Well, it went down all the way to five or six during uh, March. Three. Okay, I don't know what it was before. It was like six or seven. Uh, at the beginning of the year, I forget. Pull up the chart. I, I mean, it, it's, it was in. It was. 
Yeah, I remember it was in like the six, seven range for a while. Right, and then it went to about half the cost or half the price, uh, the value to about three or Ooh, it's something. It's at twenty eight eight as yeah. of the time of recording. Okay, but so at the beginning of the year it was uh, uh, eight thousand to start the year. Right, and then in February it peaked at about ten three. And then it dipped all the way down to, I think, 3,800 or something like right. that. Right, and now it's at 28. So that's so incredible. So from 3,800 to 28, if, that's if a you, massive run-up. If you bought a Bitcoin and you were courageous enough to buy a Bitcoin during the, uh, the crash that we had uh, uh, in March when the pandemic started, that the market went down like 30% or so, um, and you bought a Bitcoin at 3,000, <clears> about six months later, seven months later, it'll be worth 28000 That's pretty incredible. Of course, we don't know what's going to happen in the future, bold prediction or not, whatever. But I think I think this time... And I'll say too, Ethereum. Yeah, Ethereum too. It's back up to 750 Yeah, Ethereum. I, been, I own Ethereum for a no, long time. No, Ethereum is still not <clears> near <throat> its all-time high. Its all-time high was actually 1400 I know. That's yeah. insane. It's far from that. So yeah, I remember when Ethereum broke a thousand. It was a big deal, and we're not there I yet. And I, I, uh, I bought Ethereum about four or five years ago. And but ETH 2.0 launched, which is great. Yeah, uh, I can't wait to see what all of the, uh, the, the, uh, I guess like like basically second layer and third layer applications come uh, on Ethereum. I think that there's going to be a lot of developments over the next couple of years. Very excited. I think Bitcoin and Ethereum are going to do well. Yeah, well the, the others, I don't know. We'll see. But those two, I, I'm But very overall, confident. I mean, the market itself is being at record highs for the last pretty much two, three weeks. And I don't know how it's going to end up the year, but it looks like it's going to be on a high note. So my um, other bold prediction, I think 2021, because the Fed is going to keep printing money like nobody's business and... We're going to see massive growth just because everything was, is going to go from shut down to back open and fully running. I think that combination, we'll see unemployment drop, we'll see GDP go up, and then we'll have massive money printing. I think 2021 is going to continue the bull run. Now, by 2022, that's when I think... Yeah, I think... And I think the, the, like, uh, like, where's the top? I think 2021 will be the top. And, and that's my other, best guess. I think the other thing is the uh, the consumer factor or the consumer uh, behavior after basically <clears throat> wasting a year um, when things start getting clearer, like you said, like, like, you know, feeling better about everything, about health, economy, and everything else. They're going to start going out like a like an stampede. I mean, they're going to go out, book vacations, go to restaurants, go shopping, movie theaters, whatever. They're just going to be doing everything like, okay, this torture is over. We're going to start having a little more fun, you know? So I think that's going to help a lot of businesses, the economy and everything will be kind of getting back to normal. Airlines and all that stuff will take a little more to recover. Um, <clears throat> hotel industry, as far as groups and things like that, will be a little more uh, time to catch up. I think the leisure traveler will probably start going to hotels before the, the groups and people like that go. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm glad 2020 is over. I'm sure everybody agrees with that part. And um, it, it will be better. I mean, I'm looking forward to 2021 just as much as I was looking forward to 2020. <laughs> so hindsight is 2020. But uh, nobody wants hindsight these days. Anything else, David? Yeah, fuck hindsight. I know. Who the fuck is this hindsight guy? I know. <laughs> fuck him. 
No, we don't want. I think hindsight is going to be 2019 or 2021 for now. On. Forget 2020. Nobody wants that one. Um, anything else? I actually feel That's very it. good that one of my resolutions for the year, for the year 2020, was to cut the cord. We're talking about streaming video services and all that stuff. And we had a mini podcast in the beginning about cutting the cord and using, you know, other uh, on-demand services. And finally, yesterday was the day that I cut the course. So I, I, I almost missed the deadline, but um, I, it took me 363 days to uh, complete my, I think one of my few resolutions for the year, but I finally yeah, did. Yeah, and, so and update on no my, cable. my needing to watch NBA. Yeah. I ended up, I just had to buy League Pass. They got oh, yeah, me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they got me. I fucking just bought League Pass. But you just bought the, yeah. This is what they wanted. This is what they want. You know, there's... Yeah. They well, hey, you know what? Is the, we were just talking about buying the lot and all that stuff. I know. You happy? I know. How much happiness and you have by watching your Listen, basketball? Listen, the Suns for many years gave me no happiness, only I anguish. Know. Okay, but this year it looks like they're making me a little more happy. We just blew up the Pelicans by 40 last night. That was fun. Um, so continue. Okay, so success. you asked me about bold predictions. Do you think we'll have Olympics this year? I mean, 2021? Japan? Uh can I tell you? I don't give a fuck. I no, okay. Forget about you, whether you could or not, but you think there'll be Olympics? Maybe. I mean, that'll be a big sign of all countries traveling to be yeah. in one location. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how much people care about the Olympics anymore. I know. I know you don't care, but I'm, no, so, I'm I mean, asking in you. In general, like, I have no idea, honestly. I have no well, idea. Well, if they don't happen this year, they'll be canceled because they're not going to have Olympics. Uh, then everything starts kind of snowballing. I mean, there were a, bunch, a few major events that were pushed back to 2021, the European Soccer Cup and I all that stuff. I just want the Suns to make the playoffs. That's the only sporty <laughs> thing I care about. And right now, the Suns are first in the Western Conference. I don't know if you knew yeah, that. Yeah, one, three and one. Three and one. I know, four games into the season. Four games into the season. And yeah. Last two games, we blew teams out. So we're looking good. Okay. The, here's a stat for people. Devin Booker and Chris Paul last oh, night. Oh, my God. Had a... Com had, Chris Paul had nine points. Devin Booker had eight points. And both of them left the game in the third quarter when we were up 40 points. So they're doing the LeBron. They just sat down. That's for the game. called fucking depth. I can't tell you how many times I watched Devin Booker score 40, 50, 70 in Boston only for the Suns to lose. So and now Devin Booker scores eight points in a game when we win by 40. I mean... I'm on I'm, so I'm on call nine. Why right not you going in the vaccine so you can go to a Suns game in person? We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. All right. We'll leave it there. All right, guys. Well, thanks for uh, hanging in with us. Um, again, it's been an interesting year. I think we should all find the positive sides of the year, and, um, and uh, it'll be great. I mean, I think I think I'm really looking forward to 2021. Um, new year, new thing. Hopefully, uh, it'll be uh, better for everybody and. Um, for us, you know, we'll keep hanging in there and doing this uh, on a weekly basis. Anything, David? All right, guys. Thank you very much. And uh, we'll see you next year. Bye-bye.